This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at loneliness, which actually, as I've been mulling it over the last couple of days, has I've found a very triggering, triggering, triggering subject to sit with. So this makes for a good conversation. And I am joined by a friend of the podcast. I've never said that before, but I think you can be it. And friend of mine and someone who I personally take a lot of wisdom from. It's Anna. Ma- oh, Anna. Anna Martha. I ask you this every time. Anna. Anna Martha is good. I mean, no one unless because it's an Indian surname. I don't say it right. My husband doesn't say it Give right. Me a Otherwise, you crack of how you would you say. Take, you take, I say Martha. But what? Oh, my husband says Martha, but I think it's more Matur. Okay. If you okay in an Indian accent. Well, but this yeah. makes me feel a bit. <laughs> Which makes me do. feel a bit better about stumbling about it because I think I've always <laughs> wanted to say Mather, but that also isn't right. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. If it's, it's yeah of Indian heritage. Anyway, you've said it, so we'll go with that. She is a mum of three, a psychotherapist and a best-selling author. I mean, this woman knocks out books almost faster than you knocked out children, actually. Um, (laughs) She's passionate about talking about therapy outside of the therapy room and sharing her own personal and professional experiences to support mums through motherhood. Her own podcast, A Therapy Edit, has over a quarter of a million downloads. I feel like that stat is a bit out of date. It's a million now, yeah. Over a million, yeah. You need people to update your bio. I do. I do. We need to change that that pdf tell i'm a super fan that i know that um and her new book the little book of calm for mums is out now i think there's a bit of shame around loneliness and then the flip of that is a bit of guilt that um particularly it's quite a cliche but i think of of my granny and i hope that um who's no longer with us but i hope that you know the older people in my life don't anyone in my life doesn't feel lonely because i wouldn't like that when when you think of loneliness what springs to mind or how does it make you feel yeah, I think that same that same thing, that sadness. And when I and actually my brain suddenly hopped back to my psychotherapy training and we did we did some existential training, which is kind of like when they talk about the human givens, you know, the, the facts of life that that are true for everyone. You know, we will die, everything comes to an end. And one of them, I found it very, very depressing. So I think these truths are often the ones that we try and try and numb or try and ignore because they're 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 sad they're hard to think about and one of them was that we're alone you know ultimately you are one person and no matter what relationships you have and what depths of connection you have you are one you are one person in this world Mm. you are an individual person in this world and I just found that so painful to think about Mm. and I think when we feel lonely we're really getting in touch with that you know one of those core things of being human is is that relationships are so important to us and we have to put a lot of you know often a lot of time and energy and investment into them but ultimately the core of it is that no one can be everything to us no one can you know I don't know fulfill everything Mm. you know fulfill that that desire and that need to 
to feel connected. And there's definitely a kind of moment in your childhood when you become begin to become aware of that my kids are definitely at the phase now where they're saying I don't want you to ever die mummy and because you you have that sudden understanding that 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 can't be the case and I don't know how comfortable you are talking about it but you had the loss of your sister really early Mm. and I think there's definitely a sibling idea that I feel innately that my siblings will be by my side forever but that isn't the truth no, and I remember, I remember so starkly thinking if, so my sister got diagnosed with cancer when I must have been about, I'm trying to think, she was two, three, four, five. I must have been about six, oh. so six, seven. So I was the age my, my oldest is now. And I remember thinking if she were ever to die, I wouldn't be able to live. Mm. You know, it was that, it was that fear of being left. It was that fear of, I guess that that shift and that awareness that that nobody can be there forever. And I used to want my parents to promise me, mm. I had this desperate desire for them to promise me that nothing, that they wouldn't die. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I think, again, it comes down to that, I don't want to be alone from you. When I think of loneliness, I get this sense of guilt. And that is an important thing to remember. If I feel heartbroken that anyone who I, you know, in my core would ever feel lonely I I hope that there's the equivalent there for me but I think we need to yeah remember that we can lean into that but something I also observed in myself that when I'm doing the equivalent of what you talked about in the kitchen of when it's all crashing around you I can sometimes ladder towards resentment and to feeling angry that that people aren't seeing me and the the, you know the, the narrative of why aren't I being helped and and that yeah that's that's becomes a terrible thing because you you put again you put the barriers up and you make yourself even more difficult to to connect with i yeah. guess i think it's the both isn't it you know there was one morning and i called up my husband and actually everyone it was just it was so hard and he he was leaving at 7am and he'd just seen the kids you know it was it was hard already at that point in the morning and he and i stood on the doorstep and I cried as he left. I saw him go down the road and I cried and I thought, you're, you're leaving me. And I, call, I called him later on the phone and it was, it was just awful. And I'd snapped at the kids and I, I was just shouting down the phone at him that I hated him. And, and later on he was like, that was so hurtful. And I said, yes, but in that moment, I think there needs to be, sometimes we need to be able to separate out for ourselves the acceptance of the situation that I I accept that he has to go to mm. work I respect that and I accept mm. that but also sometimes I resent that mm. and that mm. is incredibly hard and I feel very alone and I think it's it's reminding yourself and sometimes having that that conversation maybe with that significant other or whoever else it is in your life in which you you sometimes experience that dichotomy where the, the circumstances are right and they're mm. important and you respect them and you accept them. But in that moment, it, it has an impact. Mm. And I think it's okay to feel that resentment and to acknowledge that whilst also know that beside that is, is that acceptance mm. that, that that is how it is. And actually you don't want to, you wouldn't want to change mm. that. You wouldn't want to ask for that to be mm. changed. Um, and I think this is often where the guilt comes in is when the one thing feels at war with the other as if you can't find something hard whilst also accepting that it is how it is. I know that something that can be problematic and, and for you and I, it's on a bigger scale, but people 
again, because they're seeing what I'm doing on social media, which is part of my job, they feel like they've, they're in contact with me and that they're part of my lives. And they're like, oh yeah, you've been doing this, 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 and this to me. It's like, yeah, but you haven't, we haven't had that connection between you and I, you've observed it. And that can feel really difficult. And yeah, as I say, it's our jobs, but that's happening often with all of anyone with their social presence. And I think we have to remember just because we've seen it on the internet doesn't mean that 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 connections happen for real. Yes. And actually I remember a friend not, not kind of just not ignoring my messages, but just not kind of replying to them. And I sent, I said, you know, what's gone, like, what's this about? We've been friends for so long. And she said, to be honest, I just see you every day on stories. I feel like I am connected with you. And I'm like, there is so much going on in my life right now that is not on yeah. there. You know, I think I was early pregnant, really struggling with just being incredibly, incredibly sick. And there was other stuff going on in my life that I wasn't sharing on there. You know, and it was, it's just that illusion, Mm. isn't it? And I think it's sometimes we believe what we see. So we have to consciously remind ourselves that there's more Mm. there. There's more of a story there. So if you're watching a friend on Instagram, then, you know, don't let that be your connection because there is more of a story that they will be happy to share with you. Last question. If you could have an honest conversation with one person, who would it be and what would you say? Oh, goodness me. Well, this is this is hard, isn't it? And I should have seen this one coming. Don't edit. Who would it be? Who would it be? Um, So, well, I I just Brene Brown springs to mind. I mean, just because I just uh, I devour all of Mm. her stuff, but I'm not not even sure what that honest conversation would be because she she literally shares so much. She, you know, she's the queen of Mm. vulnerability. She she shares, but I think I'd just quite like to be in her presence and absorb it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I hope yeah. it wouldn't be a case of meeting your heroes and then no, it should be great. It should be really great. Should be great. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be yeah, an honest conversation other than to say I love you and the work. I love, I love the work that you do. What a queen that <laughs> she you. is for being the guiding light on it all. Oh, that power of vulnerability TED talk <sighs> was it was a. I remember listening to that walking around Tooting mm. Common in a really dark place, and that was you know that was a that was a catalyst for change that it's change the rest of my life I completely agree she just articulates yeah. that like the, the the call to courage that is vulnerability you're just like oh you've just uh, you've just kind of made me feel better oh. about my entire existence and the way I yes. process the world yes if it was a weakness it wouldn't be so hard it's brave it's bravery and it this is connection this is what inspires connection and this is the antidote to loneliness so so yeah. Brene there we go what one to end okay. on thank you Anna <laughs> For a, a gorgeous, gorgeous chat, and let's do that thing where we actually see each other in real life. Yes, we will. Let's 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 make that happen. Okay. Yeah. Have a brilliant Thanks rest of your day. Me. Thank you so much. Thank you.